Is CBD good for your dog? Victoria's Secret bans the use of supermodels in its advertising. And a local thief with a sweet tooth goes to jail for stealing Reese's. These story and many more on Headlines with Denny the Bull. Welcome to Headlines. I'm your host, Denny the Bull. I'm joined in the Office Now studio with a lady so badass. When she walks in a bar, the sailors walk out. It's Red Pill Jen. <laughs> Staying just, up on top still. That's right. I know. I know. I don't know what I'm doing right. But Adam's got to earn his way back. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. It's what you get for going to Vegas. Sorry. I gave up the game. And also in studio, the man named after famous Tennessean Grizzly Adams, mm-hmm. it's Mr. Adam Joseph. Yes, hello. And he did have a beard like yes, I Yes, he did. That's why I'm named after him. Imagine that. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there, including my father, Denny the Beast. (laughs) USMC college grad, lifelong factory worker, and all-around pain in my ass. (laughs) But if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have two-thirds of a head of hair, a hot temper, and a small willy. So (laughs) thanks, Dad. You know, they say Father's Day, Adam, Mm -hmm. is one of those key four days of the year that men are guaranteed to, you know, maybe get lucky. Yeah. Yeah, birthday, anniversary, Valentine's Day, and Father's Day. And I remember walking into my parents' bedroom one Father's Day morning, oh. and I saw my parents having intercourse. Oh, no. Yeah, let me tell you, that was the worst half hour of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. Your mom's a lucky woman. <laughs> As always, please like, share, and subscribe. With every like on this video, we will add 10 more students a day to Rossview School District until they finally have to hold classes at Bridgestone Arena. Yes. And speaking <laughs> of Bridgestone Arena... Adam, it's time for this week's pop culture deep thinking question. Oh, I love these. So our nearby Bridgestone has opened back up to full capacity. They did it with an all-star rodeo that Padula covered. And in honor of the home of Predators Hockey, here are some facts about Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee, Adam. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, do you know what year the first concert was held at Bridgestone? I'm going to guess 78. How about you, Jen? Uh, 72. You're both way wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was the year of our Lord, 1997. Wow. Okay. That's right. William Jefferson Clinton was president of the United States and hadn't yet not had sex with Monica. <laughs> Titanic was the year's biggest movie. J-Lo was married to first husband Ojani Noah. Oh, wow. You remember Ojani Noah? No, I don't think even J-Lo remembers him. <laughs> yeah. And Brett Favre and the Packers were the reigning Super Bowl champs. Yeah. And Clarksville didn't have its own television station yet either. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still does so on April 6, 1997, Bridgestone Arena held its first concert with legends of country music, the famous shit-kicker band called Kiss. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's right. Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Frehley, and Patsy Cline wanted to rock and roll all night and party every day in the Music City. Now, this was followed by another iconic Tennessee bluegrass band called Metallica. Ooh. They sound <laughs> Followed nice. by ZZ Top. Ooh. So apparently country music bands were waiting to see if, like, the stage caved in or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't see know. See if that. it caught on. Yeah. yeah. So 1998 saw Bridgestone Arena feature acts like honky-tonk legend Elton John. <laughs> then came Eric Clapton, Janet Jackson, Shania Twain, and Celine Dion playing her catalog of country hits, such as It's Five O'Clock Somewhere and Don't Rock the Jukebox. She really loves those duets She's with Alan She's a treasurer. Yeah. My Ford must go on. Yeah. Yes. Now, Adam, from 2013 to 2019, this is where you come in. Yes. Bridgestone Arena was host to 500 concerts. Oh, wow. That's right. They really hit their stride. Their record year was 2018 when they had 112 concerts. That's quite an amount of concerts In one year. Yeah. Yeah. With nearly 50 hockey games and other events on top of that. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Busy. 
a large portion of Bridgestone's events reached the 20,000-person capacity. This was the case in 2018-2019 when acts such as Fleetwood Mac, Cher, Mm. the CMAs, Maroon 5, Mm -hmm. and Disney on Ice appeared. (laughs) It was not the case, however, for the Tennessee Democrats on Ice, which drew only 16 people, Mm. and that included the Zamboni driver. What a bummer. Of course, the COVID pandemic forced the closure of the arena in 2020 after only a handful of shows. Figures. Headlines with Denny the Bull live from Bridgestone Arena was scheduled for April 1st, 2020. Still disappointed about that. Yes. And then COVID. We just never get a break. No. But now, with the arena back at full capacity, we are happy to see our Nashville live entertainment back in action, and we urge you to support live events. And possibly a, this show. There's a lot going on down there yesterday, let me tell you. Was there? It was slammed in Nashville yesterday. Well, all right, it's time for our weekly Rushmore segment. All right. Okay, Jen? All right, well, uh, our weekly segment is brought to you by the Axe Throwing Place. Come check out the new kegerator and say hi to Henry, Sandra, and the whole crew. Located across from the new Publix in Sango at 592 Fire Station Road, the Axe Throwing Place is the premier spot for local recreation. You can find them on Facebook or at theaxethrowingplace.com. Did you see I went there Friday? I did, and I you. Went there. My daughter did better than you, but that's okay. Well, how do you Ooh. know? How do you know how I did? Because you sent me the pictures. Yeah, but I didn't send you every picture. Oh, I had okay. a couple bullseyes. So anyway, our Mount Rushmore of greatest Las Vegas performers from last week, according to our viewers, was Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Wayne Newton. Ooh. Easily the top four. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Well, all right. This week we're asking you, the viewers of headlines. To give us the Mount Rushmore of all-time great country music stars. Now, personally, I'd go straight to George Strait. I'd cash in on Johnny Cash. And how can you leave off Waylon and Willie or Dolly Parton, Hank Williams? Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Chesney. He's going to have a big kind. Oh, you're talking about Kenny Rogers. Good Lord. I'm sorry. Loretta Lynn or George Jones. You know, they got to be on the list. And you know I love all those Alan Jackson duets with Celine Dion. There are so many great stars, it's going to be hard to pick. Now, Jen, you strike me as a country girl. I can be. I'm not sure which country, but you strike me nonetheless. <laughs> Do you think I look like a country boy from Oklahoma? Um, you know, it's big fat negative. Okay. That was a very clever way of calling me a big fat man. <laughs> All right. Now, Jen, do we have any fan mail? You know, we do. Richard from Sango asks, if YouTube scrambled the video on last week's live stream at the 32-minute mark just as you were going after the military-industrial complex, Richard found it awfully fishy that the video went nuts just as you were criticizing the government again. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. But it made me do some thinking. What's that? You know, Adam? Yes. Maybe I'm too hard on the establishment. Maybe. Maybe I need to conform with the mainstream narrative. Possibly. And help the popularity of our show. Maybe I just need to join the 98%. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to join the 98%. I'm going to turn over a new leaf (laughs) right after I do the first hour attacking their asses on this show. (laughs) All right. Remember this, Adam. When you're going along with the established view with the 98%, I just want to remind you that 98% of the inhabitants of a sheep farm are the sheep. Mm -hmm. All right. They're mindless idiots looking for direction. I choose to be the rancher. Oh, yeah. The boss or hell, even the dog. I don't care. But I ain't in the 98%. All right. And now, before we go to headlines, we're going to cut to a message from one of our sponsors. Ah! Hi, everybody. Denny the Bull here from the new show Headlines with Denny the Bull. Today, I'd like to talk about a new book I just read during a flight from Nashville to Vegas. It's by a local author, and it's called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. You can get the book on Amazon, on Goodreads, or Dorrance Publishing, or wherever books are sold online. If you're looking for a book with romance that's provocative and exciting, 
This is the perfect book. It's a quick read. It's like Fifty Shades, only written from the male point of view. It's a story of four male escorts and their manager. And it's written as a series of journal entries, like diary entries. It tells all of their adventures with women who have hired them for companionship. I couldn't put the book down. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if these stories are real, but they certainly read that way. There's no other book like it. Again, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. It's written by local author Eldon Parker. Go to Amazon.com and order your copy today. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob. Thank you. All right, it's time for Headlines News You Can Use with Red Pill Jen. Bring it on, Jen. Here we go. All right, since we were talking about live music, I think we should start by sharing big news about what could be the next big act to hit the Sin City Strip. Nashville's own country music star Carrie Underwood, her husband Mike Fisher, and their two sons will be moving to Las Vegas to prepare for Carrie's solo show titled Reflection, which will open December 1st at the Theater at Resorts World. Tickets recently went on sale and promises to be similar in scale to Vegas shows starring Britney Spears, Shania Twain, and Bette Midler. Adam, is Mike Fisher, formerly Preds hockey star, Mm -hmm. Is he inching closer to losing his identity and just becoming Carrie Underwood's husband? He's yeah, he's about to be Mister Underwood. Yeah, I but fear he is. It's also a thing of is he going to play for Vegas? Is he going to play for the Knights now? What is going on? He's I retired. I think. I, I think, think he might come back. People are going to start seeing him on the street and saying, "Hey, look, it's Carrie Underwood's husband." husband. You know, <laughs> which I would have no problem. With, yeah, as long as I can spend that money. Oh yeah. But you remember Jennifer Aniston's longtime boyfriend? Uh, his, well, his name was Justin Theroux. I don't know. Were they married? Justin Theroux. Yeah, Theroux. no, yeah, they were, were they married. married? Um, no, they they were not married. They I were engaged. They, I thought they were. Oh, no, they okay. were engaged. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's an actor and a screenwriter, but most importantly, he was Jennifer Aniston's longtime boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and I hate it when that happens. No one to had people. never heard of him before. I hate that when that happens to men. Your poor wife. Think about how she must feel being the wife of Denny the Bull. You know who she feels like? What's that? She feels like Maria Shriver. Do you remember when Maria <laughs> Shriver married Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. She became Schwarzenegger's wife. I mean, she was like a network news anchor. anchor. Yeah. And she was a Kennedy. Oh, yeah. And then she was just Arnold's wife. Yeah. So, yeah, I think my wife feels like that, too. I'm happy for Carrie Underwood. I would pay $100 to see her yeah. in, in a Vegas show. I would not pay 50 cents to see Britney Spears. No. And I wouldn't pay a quarter to see 50 cents. Right. <laughs> now, here's one question I do have. Right. You would think that Carrie Underwood could hold all the concerts she wants right here in Nashville, oh, which is one of the biggest tourist destinations in the country, and she would do pretty well. I mean, if she likes singing in person so much, why didn't she perform more at the Ryman or the Opry or somewhere else? These folks in Vegas must have paid her some serious bank. I think it's a consistency with a Vegas residency because, you, you know, you know it's – it's you yeah. know, you don't, you know it's, it's not as crazy as being on the road because if she if she does that here and then she's got a tour and it's it's a mess. And yeah. that's another thing is that it's you look at other shows out in Vegas. I mean, I was just there like they've got weekly shows for yeah. all these um, performers and everything like that. So it's the constant weekly kind of performance that she's going to be making money from in, in Nashville. She might be doing like one or two performances like in a month or a year. Right. Yeah. So now she's just looking for that constant like uh, money maker. Yeah. You know so. why I think she's doing it? She be- saw our Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to be on it. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, moving on. Is CBD safe for your dog? According to famed veterinarian Dr. Thomas Chong, yes. <laughs> All right. Although I think we're talking about chewables, right? I or don't oil. Know. Let's read the headline. Okay. 
Uh, it is safe for your dog, and it has benefits such as helping dogs cope with pain, pain, anxiety, or seizures. And it appears to be safe for most animals, although there are only a handful of studies available. A 30-pound dog, for example, can take up to 272 milligrams per day of CBD. Yes, it has benefits, but it also has side effects like late-night munchies. Mm. So don't be surprised if your dog's up all night chewing your furniture (laughs) after you give him CBD. Now, I'm no expert in (laughs) CBD, but I have been looking for a natural remedy for a lot of my aches and pains lately. I'm not getting any younger, Mm -hmm. Adam, and I don't know the difference between cannabis and cannabis or smoking (laughs) doobies or grass, as we used to call it. I don't know about any of that stuff. So this is all educational to me, Jen. It's good stuff. Yeah. I wonder how small the handful of studies is it's, i mean that, that's minuscule. how many dogs have been tested with say, these how chewables many of the test subjects that they use for these chewables yeah or oil or whatever and rather than a handful shouldn't have been a pawful oh, i'm sorry that joke was awful yeah oh. we're gonna go ahead and move on i think after that. intern shane wrote that one no, i think you're the, barking the you're barking up the wrong tree with that joke yeah timmy, you know what timmy and jimmy <laughs> you know oh, what though? God. no oh my god you're both too big of a <laughs> dose of cbd though i don't know if you read this too big a dose of CBD caused these dogs to have diarrhea, whereas too big of a dose of Taco Bell causes me to have diarrhea. <laughs> and by the way, when I go to Taco Bell, since I'm on the subject of Taco Bell, it's probably oh, pretty hilarious to watch me order because I just order stuff till I figure it's enough. Yeah. Like, I don't even keep track of what I order. I order by weight. You know, I you, just... You kind of never yeah. know because one time you get a burrito and it's like three pounds and then That's next right. Time or the 10-pack and you're like, I can't eat, eat eight. I can only eat eight of these. Yeah. Speak for yourself, <laughs> so sir. I'll say like, give me three soft tacos, a burrito supreme, a chicken quesadilla, <laughs> steak chalupas and quesaritos. And, oh, yeah, cheesy gordita You need crunch, nachos and, and, and then the cinnamon just, twisty thing. And right. a water. <laughs> I just weigh the bag. And a diet, and a diet Pepsi. And a diet Pepsi. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say, I wash it down with a diet Pepsi because I like to save calories yeah. on that. But I don't, I don't know if... If I would give my dog CBD, unless it was really old and clearly in pain, because I don't know if I told you this, my dad had a dog and yeah. it was really old and in pain, so so we put him down. That's sad. My dad, I mean, oh, we, we put him down. We kept the dog. That's oh. much less sad. Yeah, that's. Sad. Well, speaking of putting down uh, men, <laughs> <laughs> good, good transition. That's a good. That's a good transition, Jen. <laughs> a British woman was found guilty of killing her sleeping hubby with boiling sugar water. Karina Smith, 59, was found guilty of murdering her 81-year-old husband, Michael Baines, by pouring a mixture of boiling water mixed with three bags of sugar across his arms and torso. She then ran to a neighbor's house in tears and confessed, quote, I think I've killed him. No, I don't think you got the accent right. She trotted to the neighbor's (laughs) house and she said, Pardon me, old chap, but could you possibly telephone the authorities and notify them I've committed a most terrible homicide against my my spouse? I've got to take him to hospital. Actually, the responding officers found her husband alive, whimpering in bed with severe burns. He was rushed to a hospital and remained in stable condition in the burn unit until his condition deteriorated. Now, because I know you're going to ask, Danny, Mm -hmm. the placement of sugar in the water makes it thicker and stickier, and it sinks into the skin better, according to the prosecutor who called the attack vicious. Uh, As opposed to if it was just hot, boiling water, it would have only been harsh. Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, the sad part is that she was actually out of sugar. Yeah. She had to go to the neighbor's house (laughs) three times and borrow three cups of sugar to make this concoction. Now, Jen... I noted the age difference when you said the headline yeah, between yeah, the too. woman murderess and her husband, the victim. He is 22 years older than her. I wonder what his bottom line looked like. Yeah. Again, <laughs> we see an older man 
moving in on a 20 years younger woman. We've talked about this before on this show. We have. And this is what happens. She's 59 years old. He's got an 81-year-old ass. (laughs) And there's a big difference between a 59-year-old ass and an 81-year-old ass. And And you would know. I would know. And old Michael was looking for a little something-something. And Corinna said, oh, oh no, I don't believe so. I don't think so. I don't believe so tonight, you old geezer. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's got false teeth, a toupee. He farts all night. He takes two-hour naps in the middle of the day. Heck, it sounds like Joe Biden. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> but let this be a lesson to all you women out there. There's a free service from Headlines with Denny the Bull. Let this be a lesson to you. It ain't worth it. I can <laughs> say this because I don't have any money. No 81-year-old ass looks good. Not even Sylvester Stallone's 81-year-old ass looks good. Now, Jen, I got to ask you something. Yeah, what's up? Would you marry a 64-year-old man right now? I wouldn't marry anyone. Because I'm just adding, you know, <laughs> roughly. I don't know how old you are, but I'm just add, kind of adding. I'm 29. Would you marry a 64-year-old man right now with, with the understanding that there would be sex involved Ugh. and probably a lot of it because you're his young thing? Mm-hmm. How much money would you have to be guaranteed <laughs> in the will in order to have sex with a 64-year-old man? Be honest. Three million? On her hands right Three, now. Four million? I'm using my... Oh, no. God, no. Way more than that. Way more than that? Oh, okay. Yeah. How about a 74-year-old man? Um, How much money would you require to have sex with a 74-year-old man? I mean, not just, I'm talking about as in a marriage. Not that much, and I'll tell you why. Because he's 74, his eyesight is worse, and with that kind of money, I could hire a stand-in mm. to do the dirty work for me and walk away with the money. Well, I just wonder because my dad's available, oh. and he wanted me to ask. Now, yeah. Adam, would you marry a 64-year-old man? Uh, well, I would if the money's right. If it was, a, if it was yeah. If he I was told rich, you, I'm, I'm all about you, I'm all about the money. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks. That's there right. And think about this story. It gives you the lesson of Mary Poppins told you that a uh, a pot of boiling sugar water helps your rich husband go down. I think you oh. saw a much different Mary Poppins than oh, the rest okay. of us. Sorry about that. Did you guys hear that Victoria's Secret is saying goodbye to its angels and is what? saying hello to athletes, activists, and actors as the lingerie brand's new spokespeople? They're also saying goodbye to sales and hello to bankruptcy. (laughs) Preach. The retailer announced a new campaign Wednesday recruiting a group of diverse women. Among the first seven women selected were soccer star Megan Rapinoe and transgender model Valentina Simpeo. Victoria's Secret created the partnership to, quote, build new, deeper relationships with all women. They're building relationships with women by hiring a man who identifies as a woman to model underwear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You understand that 95% of Victoria's Secret clothing is purchased for the purpose of appealing to men. I'm right? wearing it right now, and it's not working. Yeah. But, you know. so Me if too, they, and it's weird. If they think that <laughs> women want to look like Megan Rapino, Rapino? Rapino. Rapino. In order to appeal yeah. to men, they have lost their lingerie minds. Maybe she's hot. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm really anxious to see the activists they get. I hope they get AOC and uh, Omar. Omar. You know, Omar is actually very pretty. She's got the scarf on, so you can only see her face, but she's pretty cute. I think this yeah. is. You're just, just looking for the flags to pop in. I, I'm definitely looking down. <laughs> I'm no, like, where are they actually, coming? She's actually pretty nice looking. And AOC, I hate to say this, is a babe. I mean, that's her appeal. She's a babe. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know she's a member of the government. She's always on Fox and every. I mean, but she's a babe. A vomit sound effect. She has that baby doll voice that some men find sexy. I don't. I find it very annoying. 
But I think she's very physically attractive. It's just that I like smart women, too. And she's got a lava lamp in her head. <laughs> she's got I the mean, monkey with the claps. <laughs> dude, I've got a cat smarter than her. Oh, yeah. So I hope Victoria's Secret hires AOC along with the gay soccer player and the transgender woman and watch their stock drop like freaking Enron. You know, if I owned Victoria's Secret. Yes. I would hire Ashley Miner, our local Instagram. Uh, absolutely. Supermodel. And guest on the Padula show. Yes. She was made for Victoria's Secret. Uh, she definitely was. I Whereas mm. I was made for Victoria's Big Secret. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you heard, but Ashley is doing yoga classes every Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock at the Matt Herbal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you heard that. So if you want to work out, you know, I went last week and my elbow's killing me. <laughs> That's why I need that CBD how's your, oil. How's your wrist? <laughs> That's why I need the CBD. I bet you do. Well, in local news, a Hopkinsville man was charged with robbery and fleeing from police this week. 61-year-old Gilbert Grubbs took $15 worth of Reese's candy from a Dollar General. When police attempted to stop him, he reportedly fled on foot before assaulting an officer and resisting arrest. Grubbs was eventually arrested and charged with second-degree robbery, first-degree fleeing or evading police and resisting arrest. He was also charged with having a first-degree sweet tooth. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine being chased down by cops and getting in a scuffle with armed police and then going to jail <laughs> over $15 in Reese's peanut butter cups? Yeah. And those things they, are like $3 a piece, so that's yeah. like five candy bars. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen when those ultimate peanut butter lover's cups oh, came absolutely. out. I knew it. this stuff was going to happen. So that's Mr. Grubbs apparently is facing 25 years behind bars and a $100,000 bail, whereas Hunter Biden is a free man. That's fair. <laughs> that actually, I don't know what kind of penalty he will get, but I will say right now, okay, and this is this is big. This should be okay. on the Tennessean. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We hear at Headlines, we'll deliver $15 in cash to that dollar general, if Mr. Grubbs is allowed to go free, will you two chip in $5 I, I got, each? I got five on it. Sure, All right. Five. The three of us will put up $5. Let's see. Three times five is 15, right? Yeah. yeah you got it. I told you there's Forrest Gump and then I'm right there, <laughs> right about. Okay. I will personally put up all $15, actually, to repay them for their missing chocolatey peanut buttery goodness if the Hop- Hopkinsville police allow Mr. Grubbs to get out of jail. Because I can't imagine being the person at that store who called 911. <laughs> and better yet, can you imagine being the 911 operator yeah. who got that he call? He just wanted to grub out on some grease. You know, uh, uh, 911, can I help you? Uh, yeah, this is Steve over at Dollar General. There's a man here. He just stole a box of Reese's peanut butter cups from off the shelf. Get the cops here and shoot this bastard. I mean, come on, give me a break. I get five to one odds, by the way. The, the peanut butter cups don't stay in the evidence room more than two days. I doubt it very seriously. They'll be gone before all the pot. Unless they melt. Well, while we're on the topic of Candy and Cake's Masterpiece Bake Shop in Colorado, you may remember them as the bakery that refused to bake a cake for a gay wedding, which got them a lot of tension as well as a trip to the Supreme Court in 2018. Well, they're in hot water again as they refused to bake a cake for a transgender attorney who was celebrating their transition from male to female. A local judge ruled against the bakery, saying that they discriminated against the customer based on their sexual preference, which is prohibited by Colorado law. Gee, you think they're Ben Matlock? Wow, what a difficult decision <laughs> that was that they discriminated against them based on their sexual preference. Yeah, well, the cake shop owner said that the making of the cake is, quote, compelled speech, end quote. However, the judge did not agree, saying it was simply a blue and pink birthday cake and that the bakery should have simply provided it to the customer without worrying about the context. You know, I wish lawyer Wayne was back in the studio to discuss <laughs> this because Wait. although your natural belief may be... Go back to Vegas, Okay. Daniel. That the owners of the Our cake shop, shop. Yes. 
because it's a private business, oh, yeah. should have the right to decide if they want to refuse someone a product that's contrary to their own personal beliefs. They have that sign, uh, uh, willing to refuse service most okay. places, yeah. And in this case, they were not asked to bake anything more than a blue frosted cake that had pink sponge on the inside. So they were not asked to bake a satanic symbol. <laughs> they were not asked to make a cake in the shape of a phallic symbol they were not you know they were simply asked to bake a cake with blue, uh, blue and pink coloring and, okay. and, and assume assumably whatever message was on there because they were trying to say it was quote unquote compelled okay. speech but mm-hmm. it's like why even tell them why you yeah know, why would just, you tell- just go in and order the flipping cake so and, mm-hmm. i i would kind of ask these business owners in this case yeah to get off their high horse. I, I just bake the damn cake. I yeah. mean, that, that, that's the way I see it in this example. Because Let me give you an example, okay? Right. When I ran for office in 2018 here locally, I ran for a particular political party, and the folks at Ledbetter's may uh, very well have belonged to the opposite political party, right. as do two-thirds of the voters in the district I ran. <laughs> and because Ledbetter's is located in the heart of my district, I wanted to give them my business. And they did a phenomenal job. The shirts, the yard signs, the pamphlets, everything they did was exactly what I wanted. So even though they may have been in one party and I was running in the other, mm-hmm. it, it, they accepted my business, well, yeah. which any smart business owner would do. Yeah, I'm sure it's they want to pay their bills. Yeah, profit. <laughs> right, yeah. because I was not asking them to print banners that said that their political party sucked. Yeah. Right? I was simply asking them to put banners promoting me. And I would say the same applies in this case. These cake shop owners were not asked to bake a cake that said, we love gay people. (laughs) They were just asked to bake a cake. That's right. So, you know, transgender people can buy products at Hobby Lobby. Gay Mm -hmm. people can buy food at Chick-fil-A. Neither of these businesses discriminate against customers who want their core products based on those customers' sexual sexual preferences. And really, the owners of this bakery... In this case, I got a rule on the side of the judge. I, I believe I the too. decision yeah. was correct. I think they just wanted the attention. Yeah. But here's probably. some good news for local taxpayers. Oh, I guess Joe Pitts isn't in this story. No, but our mayor is. Oh, oh okay. All you mean right. the other one? But the other one. Yeah. All right. Our Montgomery County government has a newly adopted budget with no change in the county property tax rate for fiscal year 2021 and 2022. That tax rate will stay at $2.99 per $100 in assessed property value by vote of the county commissioners Monday night. All right. That's my mayor, Jim Hold the line, Durrett. <laughs> Damn skinny. And I'll tell you, all of our mayors could learn a thing or two from Mayor Jim Durrett. <laughs> and by the way, I was at Texas Roadhouse having dinner with my family. Yeah. And our other mayor, Mayor Joe Pitts, walks in. Within five minutes, they told us the price of the meals went up 20%. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, well, there's some unfinished business at the courthouse, though, as Mayor Durrett's administration awaits direction on how it can spend $40.5 million in stimulus funds. Mm. I've got an idea, Jim. Make us a public utility. Donate to Headlines with Denny the Bull, buddy. You got $40 million bucks. We'll settle for one. Yes. We got million. It. I mean, yeah, yes. million, not one buck. So if you live in the county, your county tax rate will stay the same. Yeah. If you live in the city limits... You still pay the county tax, but you also pay the city tax, which is going up about twenty percent. Yeah. So, okay, good times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I. This is where, like, and if you notice the headline, it says some employees get a little bit of a raise. Right? Is that what I read? Is I, I didn't see anything about a raise. All, all they're doing the, is they're they're uh, they're 
they're awaiting direction on how they can spend the stimulus funds. So mm-hmm. assumably that would hopefully maybe go that's to that's another thing is that yeah. a lot of the city people that work here, you know, that that work hard yeah. that may have to miss sometimes with family, friends like that. They work on weekends. They don't get much time. Mm-hmm. They deserve a little bit of that money for ex- for extra help. Yeah. You know, so spread it around, Jim. That's right. Spread it around. Well, a Mississippi man spent 15 hours in a Waffle House after losing a fantasy football league bet. After coming in last place in his fantasy football league last season, Lee Sanderlin, in order to be invited to the league this season, had to serve a sentence of 24 hours in the popular chain restaurant. (laughs) However, a stipulation in the league's rules said that every waffle he ate reduced his sentence by one hour. Thus, Sanderlin ate nine waffles and finished his sentence in only 15 hours. I'm sure his non-existent <laughs> wife had no problem with him serving this sentence. Well, the 25-year-old, who is also an investigative reporter with a newspaper in Jackson, Mississippi, live-tweeted his way through the event. He is determined to remain in the league and never finish in last place again. Well, better stop drafting Detroit Lions on your team then. <laughs> and I bet he never eats another waffle. Wow. <laughs> I got to tell you, I played fantasy football in the league with mostly the same guys for about 10 years. Won it four times, by the way. Oh, yeah. But, see, I just got sick of the NFL. Yeah. I hate to turn this story sour, but I got sick of the rule changes. Oh, that yeah. coddle quarterbacks. I got sick of all the game stoppages. I got sick of all the politics, like taking knees. I got sick of Tom Brady winning every year and my <laughs> Lions sucking ass every year. You know, we've got a Detroit Lion right here in town. You know that? Jalen Reeves-Maven. Maven, yeah. Star at Northeast, played at UT, played, has played for the Lions since 2017. So, uh, Adam, I do want to ask. You've played fantasy football. I, I, for a while. I mean, I grew up playing the sport, too. So, Okay. Have you ever had a girl in your fantasy league? Oh, yeah. A girl manager? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm just, based on my experience, limited experience, girls are freaking horrible at fantasy football. <laughs> For maybe your instance, but the one league I was in, the girl that was in our, she was, she was picking the right people because she did her research on all these players. You realize And we're like, what? Do you, what? And you she ended up in third. They I, pick players based on their looks and stuff. We do not. I mean, do, do you play do, fantasy football, Jen? I don't play fantasy football, but I watch regular football, and I don't pick my team based on how they look or what their colors are. Well, I don't play fantasy anymore. I just no. have fantasies and play with myself. Yeah, ah, that's yeah. the way to go. That's, yeah. why, that's why you have money tennis too. elbow. That's right. That's uh, why I need that CBD oil and I'm yoga. Done with you. It's time for a good news story. All right. Mackenzie Scott, the philanthropist and ex-wife of Amazon CEO and founder Jeff Bezos, announced a new round of donations on Tuesday, totaling $2.7 billion to 286 organizations around the United States. Even after the donations, Mackenzie's wealth remains roughly $57 billion, which makes her the 22nd richest person in the world. Among the groups receiving funds, the legendary Apollo Theater in Harlem, Homeboy Industries, Rockefeller Philanthropy Associates, and numerous universities. All right, Jen, give me the phone, please. I got you. All right. This call to the writer's room is brought to you by Moth to a Flame Candles. Go to Facebook, look up Moth to a Flame, and see their catalog of amazing scents, or simply tell them the scents you're looking for in the perfect candle. I bought a candle for my aunt. She loved it. Go to Moth to a Flame on Facebook and pick the perfect candle today. Do it. All right, let's call our writers, shall we? Please Get the right it. number. Yes. Right. Don't hit security. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to go anywhere. All right. <laughs> yes, writer's room, please. Yes, I'll hold. Writing staff. Mm-hmm. Yes. On uh, page five, you wrote that Mackenzie Scott Bezos donated nearly $3 billion to places 
including Homeboy Industries. What the hell is that? Really? Well, what do they do? And they got the money from her? All right, effective immediately. I want you to change the name of this show to Headlines with the Homeboys. <laughs> or Headlines, no, Headlines with the Homies. Yeah. All right? Yeah. All right, and then try to friend Mackenzie on Facebook and Instagram. Okay? All right, thank you. Good call. All right. Yeah, I like it. Yes, please. Thank you. Okay. Sat it down on. <laughs> Sat it down there in the wrong spot. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Jen. You sure? Yeah, go ahead. All right. In Hollywood news, Marvel's Black Widow is coming soon, and star Scarlett Johansson took the time to reflect on her frustrations with how her character was seen merely as what she calls, quote, a piece of ass end quote, by the other characters when she was introduced in Iron Man 2. If it makes Scarlett feel better, let her know that I still just think of her as a piece of ass. <laughs> and Even got, after 20 movies, yeah. not just Iron Man 2, all of them. <laughs> and I got to say piece of ass on the air. <laughs> the actress continued analyzing her past performance, saying that her character was, quote, so sexualized that even Tony refers to her as a possession, saying at one point, quote, I want one, while ogling photos of her modeling lingerie. You know, I didn't realize Scarlett was such a prude. Such a shy know. and demure person. Well, why'd she freaking model lingerie if she didn't yeah. want guys ogling at her? And every time I see her at a movie premiere with her breasts hanging out of her dress, <laughs> I remember that she's not. Mm. Well, she's no VS angel, that's for sure. You know, I love how everyone is revisiting 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Right? Wherever we are now, go back 10 years ago and apologize. But you weren't apologizing at the time you got the part with the understanding that you were the babe of the movie. Kind of like in Thor, Chris Hensworth is the babe. Oh, yeah, that you hair. Think, yeah, do you think women... Jen, do you love Chris Hensworth because of his religious beliefs or because of his abs? I don't... I, I'm going to go with abs. Okay, you know? ditto Chris Evans. Uh, no, he's got a great personality. The honesty. Uh, how about Chris Pratt? Um, who? How about Chris Pine? How about any of the Chris's? <laughs> I don't I, even like the name Chris. And as I've said before, all these actresses say me too, and I'm a fighter against the Hollywood pervert establishment like Harvey Weinstein, and yet every one of them will drop trial for HBO in every series they make. <laughs> they'll all get naked, and then 10 years from now, they'll say, I shouldn't have gotten naked in Game of Thrones. I shouldn't have done that. Like now Kate Winslet, mm -hmm. right? You know her? Yeah. She's been naked in literally 20 different movies. Oh, yeah. Says she shouldn't have let that little bit of boob in Titanic, you know, when Leo was drawing yeah, her? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. draw me like one of your because, French ladies. Yeah, she was so young. Except for the fact, Kate, that you'd already gotten naked in an earlier film called Heavenly Creatures, Creatures. directed by yep. Peter Jackson, the Lords of the Rings. <laughs> You're not going to get that crap past us at Headlines of Denny the Ball. We do the research, okay? We got so, a... Scarlett, whom I will never forgive, by the way, for dumping my French-Canadian bro <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Not you cool. forgot they were married, didn't you? That's a, no, Ryan's happy with Blake. Lively. He's landed on his feet quite yeah. nicely. He's good. But anyway, Scarlett, you are just a piece of ass in that movie. I'm sorry <laughs> to burst your bubble. Now, this is why, Adam, this whole thing tells us why our population is slowing down. It's slowing down here in Japan, in mm -hmm. China. They're having to teach men how to be more masculine in school. Yeah. Did you know that? This is not a joke. Ridiculous. We mm -hmm. are emasculating our young men in this country, which is a fancy way of saying we're castrating our young men in this country <laughs> Yeah. by making them deathly afraid that if they approach a woman that they find attractive, they could be sued. Or in jail. They could be outcast and humiliated. Boys, today I have to hire a lawyer to ask a girl if she'd like to go within 10 feet of him to the prom. Oh, yeah. Let's get a contract. 
And then they got to ride separately with chaperones. And they only stand next to each other for the photo. And God forbid the kid puts his hand on her. So let me tell you. When I went to my first prom, I was so horny by the time my date showed up. We took the picture. I threw her in the back of the limo and mounted her right there and then. It was a different time then. That's right. But that's the difference between 10 years ago and today. 10 years ago, Iron Man could say, I want one. And now he can't say that. Now, here's my theory. My theory is that every woman, Jen, any of them, regardless of what you say, you secretly want Clint Eastwood. Well, duh. You secretly <laughs> want John Wayne. You want a man's man who you wears Hawaiian it. shirts with confidence. Oh, I'm sorry. Or Sam Elliott. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sam Elliott, right? Sam Elliott, yeah. Yes. Because yes. know this about Denny the Bull. When I see a sexy looking woman who's proud of, proud of her looks, like you know our local Instagram star, mm-hmm. I don't hold back. All right? We, we've noticed. I've noticed, yes. That's right. I'm a man. She's a good looking woman, and that's that. <laughs> All right? Well, in more Hollywood nudes. Fa- nudes. Nudes. Look at well, you we got something on the mind. Nudes. In more Hollywood news, fans of J.R.R. Tolkien are launching a petition against Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings television show. Rumors of nudity and sex in the highly anticipated series has outraged some fans of the original material. It's also outraged anyone who doesn't want to see Bilbo Baggins bare bottom. <laughs> Good God. Is Scarlett going to be in this? Just, <laughs> yeah, just saying that makes me sick. <laughs> Nudes. The rumors of sex scenes in some form stemmed mainly from whispers that Amazon had conducted interviews with cast members asking if they were comfortable with nude scenes. A petition has reached 35,000 signatures on change.org. Uh, they interviewed male cast members who all said they were comfortable with female nude scenes. I'm sure they were. Yes. Well, now we all know where all those laid-off Victoria's Secret models are going <laughs> to be. They're going to go audition there. They're yeah. going to be in Middle Earth. Oh, yeah. It's like I said before, they're all perverts. These Hollywood producers are nerds who never got laid in high school, who made it their life's mission to make enough dough to pay women to get naked in their movies. Now, I see what they're doing. They want to be edgy and for adults like Game of Thrones, right? But this is probably not the right material, is it? No, Hobbits so. naked with the Hobbit, the shot. How do you do all that with adult esque kind of bestiality ish? Yeah. Weird. I don't know. I could see inner, nudity inner like people. If you're going to do nudity and like a relaunch of something, I yeah. could see yeah. nudity in Star Trek. Yeah, you know, like Captain Kirk, he beams I'd, down to a planet. Oh God, Some I'd beautiful alien chick seduces him. He beds her down. Cue the nudity. I yeah. could see that, <laughs> but not Hobbits. I'm sorry. No. Now, Adam. Let me just ask you, what did yeah. you think of the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies? Did you like them? So I enjoyed the Lord of the Rings movies. I only enjoyed maybe two of the Hobbit movies. But this is something just like reading this. It's just a cash grab on the Game of Thrones thing that Amazon's trying yeah. with a source material that's just like doesn't even fit into that. I get it. It's fantasy realm, but it just doesn't fit with the style of nudity and violence and all that mm-hmm. yeah those hobbit and lord of the ring movies were had some violent you know battle scenes of, but there was there was no story there's love scene the stories but they didn't even you know like grotesque the whole like oh he's gonna have sex with her it's like no yeah i, don't know. I didn't like him i i could take a pair of scissors i think i could make a really awesome like three and a half hour movie <laughs> out of all of them combined i i like the first film yeah. that was about it it was all right. Well, since we're talking about movies, In the Heights, the new movie musical from Hamilton creator and star Lin-Manuel Miranda is getting pummeled by publications like the Atlanta Black Star for its, quote, lack of blatant, 
black or Latinx people represented in the film. You just came up with a new term there. You said blatin. <laughs> blatin. <laughs> wow. I don't even know That's what I did one. there. Blatin me or putin. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. Y'all are killing me. <sighs> Continue. I'm trying. Trying. Too much pressure. I can't work like this. Okay. Call security. When asked what he has to say to viewers criticizing the film for giving privilege to white passing Latinx people, director John M. Chu, who previously directed Crazy Rich Asians, said, quote, we are not going to get everything right in the movie. And that while assembling the cast, he tried to get the people who were best for the roles. You know, that's a, that was my complaint with The Sound of Music as well. There just weren't <laughs> enough black people in there. Yeah, so. that's, I definitely did I mean, there were that. seven kids in the Von Trapp family. You couldn't make one of them black. It's yeah. not the Jolie Or at Hicks. least Latinx. Dante. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Critics of director Chu pointed out that he did the same with Crazy Rich Asians, claiming he, quote, missed the mark on representation and left the darker Asians to play as extras. Hmm. hmm. You know, uh... I tried to watch the original West Side Story on HBO, and I could not watch it. You know, I could not watch 20 minutes of it. It was a big part of it was because they were using white actors mm. and putting them in makeup to look like they were Puerto Rican. Yeah. It was just horrible now. It should have been horrible then, and I don't watch that. So just to be clear, but let's also draw the line somewhere, okay? Yeah. What's hilarious here is that Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote this musical, is the creator of Hamilton, yeah. mm-hmm. the play in which it was completely colorblind. In yeah. its depiction of the founding fathers, when I saw Hamilton in, in Louisville, there was a black guy playing George Washington. And Thomas so it's very it's, yeah. it's very culturally diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, I've seen I haven't been lucky enough to see it live, but I have seen the movie. Yeah. Well, Disney as Plus. far as I know, based on the amount of dollar bills I've looked at in my lifetime, George Washington did not appear to be black, yeah. right? And I didn't mind that. It was a great show. Yeah. And the diversity of the cast was celebrated for yeah. that one. You know. So I, I just find it that uh, they're doing a lot of nitpicking here, right? We have a hair splitters convention coming to Nashville, <laughs> yeah. and I think the Atlanta Black Star should have a table there. Because here's the other thing. When Joe Biden said he was going to pick a black woman to be his vice president, mm-hmm. and then he picked literally the lightest-skinned black woman <laughs> yeah. in the entire government <laughs> yes. in Kamala Harris, I don't remember the Atlanta Black Star saying a damn word about that. I mean, I can Google it right now if you want. But I'm going to bet they did not demand he pick a darker-skinned VP. But now they get a movie with an entirely Latin cast, written by a Latin writer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they complained that there weren't enough dark-skinned Latinas and crazy rich Asians didn't have more dark-skinned Asians. You know what? I, I just don't get it. At some point, let's draw the line, right? And also, let's be grateful that when they were remaking the movie Scarface in 1983... Yeah. Yeah, they decided to cast it with an authentic Cuban actor, <laughs> more like Al Pacino, Pacino right? Yeah. So, you know what? Yeah. Wake me up when the woke movement is over. Please do. Please, Jen. All right. Well, one of our least woke congresswomen, Marjorie Taylor Greene, this week apologized for her self-described, quote, offensive comments in which she compared Capitol Hill mask-wearing mandates to the treatment that Jews received in Nazi Germany after visiting the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington, D.C. last weekend. And after visiting Pearl Harbor, Joe Biden apologized for calling the January 6th looting of Pelosi's office 
the greatest attack on our democracy <laughs> since the Civil War. Because you know why? Left-wing rhetoric is just as stupid as right-wing rhetoric. That's why. Yeah. That it is. Well, of course, the mask-wearing rule in Congress was mandated by Speaker Nancy Pelosi in direct contrast with recent CDC guidelines that lifted the mask mandate across the country. However, Taylor Green said that her father's recent death in April made her remember his mantra to, one's, to own one's mistakes, and she is acknowledging that comparing mask enforcement to the Holocaust was indeed a mistake. In related acknowledgments, Pelosi says that she has absolutely no regrets of the hundreds of times she and her Democrat caucus compared Trump to Hitler yep. mm-hmm. and Nazis and fascist dictators mm-hmm. because, well, he's a Republican and thus he's just evil. Did that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Many times. Marjorie Taylor Greene's father died, and on his deathbed, he said, you have to own your mistakes. That's right. Which, for him, of course, was Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. So Marjorie Taylor Greene is kind of the right's Ilhan Omar. I've now mentioned Omar I, I've twice. Noti- I've noticed that, too, being a conservative. I've noticed right. that. They just ignore her and kind of wish she'd just go away. But keep, yeah. You know, people like elect her. There. What are you going to do? Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Omar, Marjorie Taylor Greene, kind of the same thing. Right? Yeah. See, I see the government just announced, by the way, mm-hmm. that Juneteenth is now a new federal holiday. Yeah. Yesterday. Celebrating Big, the end of wonderful slavery. wonderful festival here in Clarksville. And you see, it was already a holiday here yeah. in Clarksville. But now the holiday, June 19th, has been on the table for a while because of the backstory, which I did not know until we were researching this show. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the June 19th is the date in which Texas, two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation, finally recognized the end of slavery when federal troops forced them to do so. It took two and a half years for the news to get to Galveston, Texas, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, the man so what a proclahui. But mm-hmm. it became official yeah. on that date. And the, hol- the holiday was unanimously voted for in the Senate, except for one no vote. Really? From right. a Senator Jefferson Davis Hogg. Yes. Wow. I feel like that probably went right over my yeah. head. Uh, Duke's a hazard. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, done. Right. <laughs> now, I agree with this holiday. The I end of slavery is undoubtedly a good thing. But our leader, President Panderpants, just <laughs> keeps doing one continuous virtue signal after another, after another, after another to let black people know I'm one of the good ones, guy. I'm a good white guy. Sure, I didn't say I wanted my kids not to grow up in a racial jungle. That was Joe Biden who said yeah, that. Yeah, he didn't say and that, he said yeah. it on tape. But he's okay now. He's Uncle Joe. All's forgiven. Because he was only 50 when he said that. He was just a kid. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, let's not a, forget a the thing, thing that says if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah, right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was cringeworthy. <laughs> so, Very. yeah. So, I heard that the next holiday Biden creates is going to be called Decemberinth. Really? Right. That's right. And what's right. that for? It's, it's going to celebrate the official end of the American government stealing land from indigenous Native <laughs> American people and no longer building oil and gas pipelines through their water supplies. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. hold your breath on yeah, that Yeah, the American Indians got to wait on their holiday. <laughs> yeah, they'll have yeah. to wait on that one. But well, as I said from the start, left-wing rhetoric is just as divisive and toxic as right-wing. If you want Marjorie Taylor Greene to shut up, tell Joe Biden to shut up while you're at it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of our president, guess what time it is? I hear the music. Dun, 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 dun. It's Biden time. The Biden administration said that it will continue to argue at the Supreme Court that Puerto Ricans are not entitled to Social Security disability payments, even though the position, quote, is con- is inconsistent with my administration's policies and values, end quote. 
Wow, that didn't take long for President Panderpants, Joe Biden, to go from giving black people holiday yep. to denying brown people benefits in the U.S. Oh, yeah, territory. Wow, <laughs> that took, what, 10 seconds yeah. between give, headlines? Give or take. Well, mm-hmm. when Congress created the Supplemental Security Income Program in 1972, otherwise, of course, known as SSI, it made it available to residents in our 50 states and D.C., but not in Puerto Rico or other territories, even though their residents are U.S. citizens. And I was a bad person for not voting for Joe Biden. Most popular mm-hmm. president in history. Ten million more votes than Barack Obama. That's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. very true. Well, the government estimates extending the program to U.S. territories would cost between $1.8 to $2.4 billion per year. That's chump change. Where is this going that's Mackenzie Bezos could cover that. Oh, yeah, she could. Well, we just gave $10 billion to her ex-husband, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> for his go. space program. Biden has spent $6 trillion already in four months. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, we give away money like Mackenzie Scott Bezos, but we can't give it to poor U.S. citizens yep. living in poverty on an island that didn't have electricity for six months after a hurricane. And they're still suffering from, from that hurricane. Right. So this yeah. just proves the point I just said yeah. in the previous headline. But I'm a bad person because I didn't vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. It's very, very tone deaf. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Well, let's end this with a headline that will bring a smile to every music lover and Beatles fan out there. Okay. Director Peter Jackson's The Beatles Get Back is coming to Disney Plus this November, compiled from over 60 hours of film footage and 150 hours of audio the film captures the creative genesis of the Fab Four's final album, Let It Be. You know, it's about time the Beatles start getting some publicity. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they have in over the last... <laughs> I swear. The Beatles, I swear I've heard of them. I, it's I'm weird. sick of being I the only... they came out earlier <laughs> yeah. in, in life. But. I'm sick of being the only Beatles fan around here. Yeah, they made a movie about that, I think. See, actually, I'm more of a Stones guy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the film will also present the band's legendary 1969 rooftop concert in its entirety for the first time ever. Apparently, the original film of this material was so hurried and so bad... Yeah. Plus, the band broke up eight months after it was filmed. Oh, yeah. That it was buried. And because Peter Jackson is a huge filmmaker and a huge Beatles fan, he got access to all this film. Yeah. So I saw the trailer, and it is amazing. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on YouTube. Uh, The movie was made in cooperation with Paul McCartney and Ringo and Yoko and Olivia Harrison, which means they're all getting paid. (laughs) Paid. Whenever they say this movie was made in cooperation with Yoko, they're They're getting paid. All right. And uh, and and again, you know, here's the other really exciting thing is that this documentary is going to be on Disney Plus. Uh It's narrated by Gina Carano. Who is is Gina Carano? She's the she's the one who a lot of people canceled Disney Plus on. From oh. the Mandalorian. Well, you know what happened? The, yeah. they, they contacted me and wanted me to narrate it, and I told them, sorry, guys, it just it conflicts with Denny the Bull. You I know can't what? Do it. They should have got you to narrate it. Yeah. should have. You'd have done awesome. Well, okay. Well, do we have any more headlines? Because it seems like we got more time. I do. I think we can fit one more in. Okay. All right. Vice President Kamala Harris invited all 24 female U.S. senators to her residence at the Naval Observatory this past week. 16 Democrats and eight Republicans joined the vice president for dinner and a night of what our local senator, Marsha Blackburn, referred to as, quote, relationship building with zero policy talk. So there were 16 Dems and eight GOP, or as CNN refers to them, 16 angels and eight racists. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Well, the event came amidst reports that VP Harris underwent extensive media training before her recent trip to Latin America. 
Who was her trainer, Bobby Knight? <laughs> Whoever trained Kamala in media handling must have gotten their degree from Trump University <laughs> because she sucks when it comes to unscripted questions. Aye, aye, aye. So the dinner thing is pretty cool. It's also not unusual for the vice president to have an annual dinner of some kind at their residence. In fact, last year, Mike Pence, even during COVID, he invited all of the black Republican senators to his house for dinner. <laughs> and since there's only one, he and Tim Scott had peanut butter and jellies. Yeah, they, or, they ordered pizza. <laughs> they had, yeah, and they played chess. <laughs> you know, Checkers. You know, Marsha Blackburn, she's pretty spunky. She is. I've met her. She's actually a very nice woman. She should have asked Kamala to get out her old records from Tupac or whatever that she used to listen to in college. Wouldn't that have been cool? Maybe they did. Maybe or, they or did. you know what? They have a pillow fight. You know what else the Senator <laughs> Blackburn should have done? What's she used that? to like, take her into the living room, the dining room, yeah. and said, wow, I love that border up there on, up by the ceiling. <laughs> Look at that border, right? Wouldn't that have been kind of cool? No political talk. Though, See, unfortunately... When there are 76 men in the Senate, you can't do that for them. You, you know, you can't invite all of the 76 male no. senators. Yeah. I don't think 76 male senators would really want to get together. And yeah. But not that. They, they, how many of them are going to show up? Yeah. So, like, when you were Mike Pence, and oh, yeah. you know, he had probably, like, 77 male yeah. senators, that wouldn't play well for, no. like, a guy's night out at the house. You know, no girls allowed. <laughs> Y'all want to play poker? Yeah. Imagine 70, what the press male, like, would have said party. about that. Right? Yeah, Sexist. But it, I guess it's okay to have a girls' night out. You see what I'm saying, Jen? Yeah. It's kind of hypocritical. Even though I don't personally have a problem with know. it, it's kind of hypocritical. I, I feel like they could do it if they wanted to. I mean, that's, I don't know. All right. Well, uh, I just want to bring up to y'all, there was another story that came out. One of our listeners mm-hmm. sent us a headline that just literally happened. Yeah. Oh. It happened over by Knoxville, over right. in the Great Smoky Mountains. Apparently, there was a guy who was attacked by a black bear. Yeah. Oh, that's, wow. Well, that's because these people in Gatlinburg that, that visit the area go up to them thinking that they're <laughs> domesticated, and it's like, people, these are wild. Let's go feed the I bears. Mean, I've yeah. seen it myself, and it's like, they're wild animals. Yeah. He literally tied his tent yeah. to a sign that said, beware of the bears, <laughs> and the other <laughs> end of the one did. said, don't feed the bears. Probably right? so, yeah. Right, and then he's playing silly games like shoot the slingshot at the bear's nuts. You know what I mean? You don't <laughs> do that. No. In the state of Tennessee, right? Or anywhere for that matter. No, body. anywhere. Yeah, please. stay. Please stay away from bears. So apparently this hiker, wanderer, you know, whatever he was, uh, naturist, went out, got cornered by this black bear, yeah. called in the Tennessee National Guard, came out with a helicopter, but they couldn't land. Well, of course not. of course the forest was thick with trees mm-hmm. over there, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. So they had to lower the hoist down. While at the Ooh. same time keeping the bear away from him. Well, they could have just tranked the bear, probably. They could have, but I don't they think they did. I don't, no? I don't nope. Think they, that they guy just has to. some serious stones. He's like, eh, forget it. It felt right. like he was in an action movie. The like, thing oh, is, wait, those wait. bears in Gatlinburg, though, I mean, I know when, when we were there last year, I mean, we're sitting there down by the fire pit at our at our hotel, and they just walk right by. I mean, it, so you, I think, especially there, you really got to piss him off to, yeah. to get him to attack there you. was one right outside of our hotel during thanksgiving Same. eating all the garbage and we're like yep it was me the fiance and the youngest one i was like you guys go that way i'll go around this way and if it charges you i'll block it i'll it take it like, like, but it's right like, yeah, yeah but we yeah. just walked well by. apparently the hiker withstood some pretty severe injuries to his arms his shoulders and his neck and the top of his head uh, and he was pretty delusional 
when they brought him into the hospital, he's pretty delusional. <laughs> I bet he was, he was saying up. some pretty crazy stuff. What was he saying? Well, he said that at one point the bear came up to him. Mm. And, you know, I like to do a lot of, uh, you know, we do a lot of jokes here about oh, yeah. bears. We, we do. Yeah. Right. We love our bears. here. And here's another one. So <laughs> apparently the bear went up to him and asked him if bear crap stuck to his hair. Right. Oh, yeah. And the guy said, well, no, I don't believe so. So the bear grabbed him and wiped his ass with him. Give so me, that yeah, that's give me, give me the phone, Charmin. Denny. I need, yeah, I need the phone. but anyway, hey, kudos Tennessee National Guard that's got right. out there, yeah. saved the guy, didn't kill the bear, and and the end. guy's okay, and the I, guy's recovered. I the guy's bet fine, the, the ID ten T error probably won't do that again. That's right. Yeah. So you know, a good news story to end our show. That's with. right. Love All it. right. Well, you know, we live in a society where the right believes that abortion is murder and guns are freedom, mm-hmm. and the left believes that guns are murder and abortion is freedom. And I believe that those are two issues we'll never agree on. So let's just agree on the other 98% of issues. Okay. Let's Let's agree that your dog will love CBD oil. I know mine will. Just love it. (laughs) All right. Let's agree that Victoria's Secret needs to stick to hot chicks and not activists. I agree. I want my wings. I want my angels. Let's agree that we were not concerned about Scarlett Johansson's backside in Iron Man 2. Right, or we were concerned about her backside, <laughs> not her backstory. But let's go back and make seven more of those Avenger movies. For yeah, money. and let's just yeah. move on to the next point that we're going to agree on. Let's agree that no one deserves to go to jail for stealing candy bars. I Jack. totally agree. Snickers. Break the law, hungry? Have a Snickers. And let's agree that love is all you need, along with more Beatles. Yesterday, right? So let's agree on all those things, and we'll just disagree on a couple of them. So. For Red Pill Jen, Mm -hmm. for Adam Joseph, this is Denny the Bull thanking you for watching. And please, next week, tune in again for Headlines with Denny the Bull. And happy Father's Day.